0: This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, September 3rd, and let's talk about the weather. Now, today, a weak warm front is approaching the coast. We can see the precipitation offshore with the Langley Hill radar on the coast. And this front will spread some high clouds over the region today, and perhaps a few light showers over the Northwest Washington coast. Temperatures will rise into the mid seventies in the Western interior into the mid eighties, even close to 90 in Eastern Washington and only into the upper sixties along the coast. Now, Saturday will be a day of transition a front, a stronger front will approach the coast during the afternoon, spreading clouds first to the coast in the morning and then spreading them into the Western interior during the day. But most of the day here from Seattle to Bellingham down to Portland uh, should be sunny with highs moving into the mid seventies and Eastern Washington will hit 90. So not a bad day, but increasing clouds in the interior uh, more deterioration on the coast. The front will bring clouds and showers on Saturday night to Sunday morning. So I expect there will be sprinkles, not heavy stuff over quite a bit of the Western region. Uh, but most of that will be over by the time you wake up on Sunday morning. Uh, but I do expect lots of clouds behind the front, uh, on the Western side of the Cascade Crest on Sunday due to the influx of marine air. Now, there probably will be some afternoon sunshine on Sunday. There will be some cloud breaks in the Puget Sound region in the western interior. Uh, but temperatures will only peak in the upper 60s to low 70s on Sunday. Now, Monday will be warmer. Ridge of high pressure rebuilds over the region. Uh, highs will get into the mid-70s in the, in, the, in the west side of the Cascades, into the 80s on the east. And I expect more of the same on Tuesday. Now, let's look at the extended forecast, and I have examined the European Center forecast and others. There should be cooling later in the week as the jet stream sags into the region. I suspect that we'll have an extended period where temperatures won't get out of the upper 60s with considerable clouds and a few periods of rain. So expect the cooling. The bottom line of all this is forget about another major heat wave for the rest of this year. I think it's gone. The chances for that are gone. Um, I, I don't see any warm, super warm periods getting to the mid to upper 80s and 90s uh, for the rest of the month. And the sun is weakening rapidly. We're running out of time for heat waves. Uh, finally, you notice the chill at night. With longer nights and often clear skies, temperatures in valleys, places away from the water, and some high locations have dropped into the 30s at night in several locations. This is particularly true of valleys in the high plateau of eastern Oregon. There have even been a few freezing temperatures. falls in the air, and yes, even some rain is expected during the next few weeks. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Why doesn't the Northwest get hurricanes or tropical storms? It's an interesting question. During the last few weeks, we have seen tropical storms hit Louisiana and the Northeast United States. Now, if we take a look at the long-term climatology of tropical storms, There are many examples of such storms hitting the Southeast United States, and a number of tropical storms and hurricanes have reached the East Coast of the United States. But there are no tropical storms along the West Coast of the United States, except for perhaps a handful of dying tropical storms reaching Southern California. But no tropical storm and no hurricane has reached the Pacific Northwest. Why is this? Tropical storms and hurricanes require warm water to develop. And a number of studies have suggested a minimum water temperature of approximately 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, why are such warm sea surface temperatures required for tropical storms? Because, The key energy source of tropical storms and hurricanes is warm water and the water vapor available from warm water. Tropical storms and hurricanes are essentially heat engines driven by warmth. Warm air in the core of these storms is less dense than cooler air on the periphery, resulting in low pressure in the storm centers. The difference in pressure between the center of the tropical storm and its environment produces the winds, including the converging winds that move into the storm. A key aspect in producing the localized warmth in the centers of tropical storms and hurricanes is the condensation of large amounts of water vapor. When water vapor condenses, moving from water vapor to liquid water, a large amount of energy is released about 540 calories and calories is a unit of energy, 540 calories per gram of water vapor condensed. This is called the latent heat of condensation. Now, tropical storms gather large amounts of water vapor into them. And when the water vapor laden air converges into the storm and rises in the storm, Much of this water vapor condenses, producing huge amounts of heat. This heat causes the pressure to fall, which causes the winds into the storm to increase, which brings in more water vapor, and that gives more condensation. You see how it works? The storm can rev up. This is what we call a positive feedback. Now, why is warm water important? because the amount of water vapor that air can hold increases rapidly with temperature. In fact, the the amount of water vapor in air increases exponentially, which means very, very rapidly with temperature. 80 degree water can provide much, much more water vapor into the neighboring air than 50 degree water. In fact, about three times as much. No wonder tropical storms can only form over warm water. And the bountiful condensation of water vapor produces enough energy to overcome friction and other forces that restrain tropical storm formation. So now that you know why water must be warm to produce a tropical storm, let us return to the question about why tropical storms don't reach the west coast of the United States. The bottom line is that the our coastal waters during the summer, the waters of the Northeast Pacific off the West Coast, is too cold during the summer, really too cold any time of the year, to produce substantial water vapor, and by a large margin. Uh, off the Pacific Northwest Coast, the Eastern Pacific is typically in the mid-50s degree Fahrenheit during summer, with temperatures cooling Further over southern Oregon and northern California, the sea surface temperatures warm up a bit over southern California, but they rarely get above the lower 70s, even during late summer. Thus, the temperatures of the sea surface off the west coast are not even close to the 80 degree temperatures that are required to support tropical storms and hurricanes. So that is why we don't get them. What about global warming? Even with global warming, the Northeastern Pacific off the Northwest coast will never approach the 80 degree Fahrenheit levels for hundreds of years if we keep on going the way we're going. And so even with global warming, the temperatures of the ocean will be too cool for the maintenance of tropical disturbances. So hurricanes and tropical storms are not in our future. I hope you enjoyed learning about why we lack tropical storms and hurricanes along the West Coast. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.